to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor, bad language, dirty jokes, and other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! About to follow. <laughs> and what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Geeking Poetic. And uh, we are here with something special to talk about, which is none other than, you might be able to guess by this awesome banner behind our heads here we're here to talk about the mandalorian, mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! yeah we're here to talk about mandalorian we uh we did do like a whole series kind of retrospective thing about the first season of mandalorian mm -hmm. and that was cool but we waited until the whole season was over and then we decided to just do like a big umbrella kind of Talk about it all. Yeah, general, exactly. General thoughts on it. And it was hard because there was so many like little details and things that we forgot about. And after we were done, we were like, oh, we should, spout, we should have brought this up. We should have talked about that. So this time we're going to do it episode by episode. And uh, we will keep it shorter than that That because since we're only doing episodes, it doesn't need to be an hour long or anything <laughs> like the other thing was. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll try to keep it short. But for those that don't know, uh, we are your three hosts of Geeking Poetic. I am Larry Roberts. Across the way from me is none other than... Vito. And then the uh, Mandalorian in the middle, our own baby Yoda of sorts because... Oh. You know, she, oh, you got Totally forgot. Look at that. Oh, she's got oh. a Baby Yoda shirt yeah, on. Here we go. <laughs> she is now <I'm> ready. <laughs> now she is ready. She's she's representing and everything. We have none other than. Megan Guess. Yeah, with your nice Baby Yoda montage yeah. shirt. Baby Yoda's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, for those that can't see and they're just listening. And then I've got, <laughs> I don't have Baby Yoda, but I do have my seagull stop it now <laughs> shirt on with Yoda. He's I probably should have worn like my, you. Uh, Probably should have worn my Mandalorian shirt then, huh? Oh, maybe next, next episode. Oh, way to blow it, Vito. <laughs> yeah. One of these things is not like the other folks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, they just uh, just recently, what, a little over a week ago, they premiered the first episode of The Mandalorian Season 2. And just general thoughts, like we always do when we talk about these things, what do you think of it? Incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then that's it, folks. See you later. <laughs> and we're done. No, yeah, Vito, what did you like about it, man? I loved the monster because it reminded me of like a graboid or a sandworm from Dune. Okay, so I was all about or that Beetlejuice monster. or, or Beetlejuice. Tremors. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So that was what drew me into it. Whoa, sandworms. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. You hate them too. See, we got something in common here. <laughs> yeah. No. The, yeah. The monster from this first episode is known as a crate dragon. Crate yes. dragon. There you go. Yeah. And uh, what I thought, man, there was so much fan service in this episode for like old time hardcore dork fans like me. <laughs> and uh, we'll get into that in a second. Part of that was because. I think that because this first episode was written and directed 
by Jean Favreau. Mm. So, I mean, he is an admitted geek about this kind of stuff like we are. Like, he doesn't... He's Favreau walks a really good line between doing stuff that I think everybody can enjoy, but also being like, I know what to put in there for the hardcore fans so that they'll, you know, really geek out about stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I got excited about is I loved, if you know enough about Star Wars lore, you know about crate dragons and stuff like that. You know that they exist, but they really weren't talked about in the movies so much, you know, Mm -mm. and they certainly weren't mentioned in the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope. But if you heard the noise that the crate dragon makes when you hear it coming and makes that that screeching howl kind of sound, that is the same sound that Obi-Wan makes when he scares off the sand people after they mm-hmm. ambush Luke, when Luke is trying to find R2 in the desert and stuff, and that, that sand person yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. whole thing with the gaffy stick and stuff, <laughs> and then Obi-Wan makes a sound. That's the sound of a crate oh, dragon. I see. And that's why the sand people were easily startled, but they'll soon be back, and in greater numbers. <laughs> but that's why, because it's a crate dragon. So as soon as I heard that, like before they even showed that thing coming underground and everything all tremors like and stuff, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. I heard that sound and I'm like, Oh shit. I know what that <laughs> is. So that was your main thing was that you liked the monster. That was like your main. Yeah. I mean, there's other aspects of the episode. I just like the old wild West. Like he's got to go into town and find the sheriff and they got to like duke it out. And that was cool to me, but the monster, yeah, that I mean, was I'm my favorite part was the right? Marshall yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into it with you, Meg. Yeah. What? The Marshall guy. All the way. And the Banthas. I really like the Banthas. They're so cute. <laughs> yeah, poor Banthas. Banthas have Got a, a raw time. deal in this one. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. Uh, the Marshall in this is Marshall Cobb Vanth. Mm-hmm. He's played by Timothy Oliphant. He's been, Timothy Oliphant's been in all sorts of stuff. Uh, I just was watching him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Actually, he's in that movie. Which was is, he? Yep, he's in that one. It's, and uh, he's been in all sorts of stuff and everything. He's a good actor. Hmm. I thought he did a great job as as Yeah, Marshall I really Bay. enjoyed him. He was a fun character. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. As soon as you saw him take that helmet off and put it on the table, you were like, wait a minute. As soon as I saw him in that doorway, I was like, that's no fucking Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you a little scrawny to be Mandalorian? <laughs> yeah. The armor didn't fit him right or anything. Right. Yeah, and we'll get into the armor in a little bit because there's things about that armor that raises a bunch of questions mm-hmm. as well. This, this whole episode's all about the armor. Mm-hmm. Sure is. I, I Do I even need to say? I mean, I put it in the title and everything, but... Spoilers. This is, yeah, this is not a spoiler-free discussion. If you are if you haven't watched it yet and you're like, I don't want it to be spoiled, then I highly suggest you don't watch or listen to this because we're going to go into detail about stuff. So you've had your warning. If you're still with us, then let's move along. But yeah, so that, that was your favorite aspect of it? What, yeah, I really enjoyed the Marshall. Yeah. He cracked me out. He was easy <laughs> on the eyes. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> like a true Southern girl, she would she would fall for the Marshall. Yeah, sure did. Um, yeah, for me, I'm with you guys. I lo- I loved the whole crate dragon aspect of it. That kind of like the tension that came from that. I loved the uh, Wild West aspect, mm-hmm. which you know permeated a lot of the first season too. They really took it to the next level with this one. I really liked 
how they made more of a story now out of the Tuscan Raiders, out of the Sand People. I, ever since I was little, I always thought they were fascinating. They were one of my favorite action figures, you know, <laughs> was the Sand People and stuff. What do they believe in? What are they about? So just like in season one where we had the episode that was all centered around the Jawas, and we got to see a little bit more of like Jawas and how they behave and, and not too many surprises there, I guess, other than that they like to eat really gross eggs <laughs> and stuff. Ugh, that scene really still disgusts me <laughs> from that. This wasn't much better because then when they go digging into that, that crate dragon carcass, I was like, ugh, these people are gross, man. I'm having ribs tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the whole like center uh topic of the episode is the fact that the Mandalorian is trying to find other Mandalorians. They're trying to figure out where to take the child to find its people, its kind and everything. And he has no idea where the Mandalorians are because they're always in hiding and secret and everything. And so he gets a tip from Gore Koresh. Isn't that his name? Yes. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Gore Koresh. That one eyed one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people. <laughs> he was that, green, though, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He was green. And I didn't... Green with greed. Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> I didn't realize that that voice, when I was watching it until later, I didn't realize that was John Leguizamo doing the voice. Me either. And I saw his name at the end credits. I was like, wait a minute, who's John Leguizamo in this episode? And then my buddy was like, oh, it's that one-eyed guy. I was like, really? No shit, man. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's played by a different actor in his in voice the, style. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Leguizamo just did the voice for it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Leguizamo's great with voices, yeah. man. You know, he's done a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, so he finds that asshole at some fights and everything and some kind of... It was Gamorrean guard fights, which was pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and go figure, this gore guy tries to double-cross Mando and won't give him the information. Instead, he wants to steal his Beskar armor. That does not go so well for him, <laughs> which was, I thought the beginning of it was great. That yeah. was a great way to start. It was a great opening. Yeah, great way to start the episode. A lot of action and tension right off the bat. Uh, he ends up finding out that he has to go back to Tatooine, and that is where he runs into the Marshal, mm -hmm. Megan's favorite, yep. and turns out the Marshal is wearing Mandalorian armor. I mean, not just any, Maybe. Well, yeah, let's just address the 800-pound uh, elephant in the room right now. <laughs> the 200-pound uh, the, the, the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> that armor looks an awful lot like Boba Fett's armor. Yes, just a does. little bit. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Maybe a lot of it. And it's on Tatooine, which was the last place we saw Boba Fett. And Boba Fett had, at that point, I forget exactly how long this is supposed to be. It's supposed to be like... Six to eight years after the events in Return of the Jedi, mm -hmm. if I recall. So Boba Fett hasn't been gone that long. The last we know is we that he fell into a Sarlacc pit. We assume, or you're supposed to assume he's dead. The Marshal says that he purchased the armor off a bunch of Jawas. Mm -hmm. So obviously they just randomly found some... Armor, discarded armor discarded mandalorian armor which doesn't, that doesn't happen that, no exactly you're led to believe that then there's another part where it's mentioned that 
uh, the crate dragon lives in an old abandoned Sarlacc pit cave. Mm-hmm. And when uh, Mando says something about that, you know, Sarlaccs can die if they're eaten by something as Bigger. big as like a crate <laughs> dragon. Right. Dead Sarlacc pit cave, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, kind of putting two and two together here that uh, maybe Boba Fett got out. Well, I heard, I don't know if this is right, but in the extended novels that he actually survived that because of his armor and he went and yeah. got out or something like well, that. I don't know. here's the problem with that. Yeah, Boba Fett, if you're talking about the EU, the expanded universe, Boba Fett is alive and he's had all sorts of adventures. The problem is, is that Disney and the Lucasfilm Don't world, count that stuff. They don't count I the expanded universe. So... It's been a lingering question for years now of, okay, but in the actual movie universe, where's Boba Fett? Is he just gone? Because it's a real bitch way they had him go out in in Return of the Jedi. Nobody liked that. That was so stupid. Sorry, that was really fucking stupid what they did with that. Mando ends up teaming up with the Marshal and strikes a deal with him. If he helps rid the town of this crate dragon that is terrorizing not only the town but also terrorizing the sand people Mm -hmm. then the marshal agrees i'll give you back the armor and stuff because marshall's not trying to be greedy i mean i understand his point he even knows right off the bat he's like i know i ain't supposed to have this armor (laughs) but this is the only thing keeping us alive you know right it's like i reckon one of us is walking out of here alive right one of us right So they strike up this deal. Part of that deal also means that they have to go strike up a deal with the sand people. And that's tenuous and everything. (laughs) Long story short, they do finally manage to come to a shaky kind of agreement. And they fight the crate dragon and Mando. You get thrown up all over. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucked <laughs> up, man. That was cool. It was cool shit, dude. Yeah, the the crate dragon has an ability to spew out like this bile, acidic bile stuff. It doesn't breathe fire like a dragon. Instead, right. it's got... And I think this is way cooler yeah, for than sure, breathing dude. fire. Because I love acid deaths, so this was like, oh, you dude, do this is fucking awesome. You do love your acid yeah. death. That's right. <laughs> Believe it or not, folks, we've had this conversation <laughs> this before. This is not our first acid talk. <laughs> that, Vito loves death by acid. <laughs> I don't or know. digestive juices, either way, you know. It's right. still oh that my. same thing. <laughs> but it was a really cool effect, the way yeah. they did it. Um, anyway, I mean, yeah, as you can guess, obviously, they triumph in the end. He's able to blow up the crate Dragon from the inside. How cool is that, dude? That was super <laughs> cool. Thank you, Bantha. Un- unfortunately, yeah. they... Our hero, <laughs> unsung hero of the whole show. Yeah, because the crate Dragons like to eat Banthas, so they put a whole bunch of explosives on one. He ate it. It's all she wrote. And yeah, <laughs> that talk about stomach ache. You know? <laughs> I mean, overall, what did you think of this episode, say, like in comparison to the first season? This is probably one of the strongest overall Mandalorian episodes we've seen, period. Yeah, I think they upped the ante. Mm-hmm. I'm real excited for the rest of this season because I love last season, but this season's like, oh shit, okay, here we go. Yeah, this was like, I felt so in, like into it, whereas Star Wars, I like Star Wars, but when it, it's more of like a background piece, but this one I was actually invested in the story and the characters and stuff, much like the first season, but this episode, it just felt like 
to me was more investment for me than the first season. Well, that's an interesting point, too, that we should make for people that aren't familiar with us, haven't watched our show or listened to our show before, is the fact that we're not all like big, big Star Wars nerds. I am. (laughs) I am by far the biggest one. Megan is into it. She likes it. I'm in the middle. But she's kind of in the middle. You know, she she loves some of it. She hates some of it. And Vito doesn't hate any of it, but you're sort of like, eh, Eh. it's all right. Vito's much more into other sci-fi stuff. Yeah, the curve definitely goes this way, from this side of the table to that side of the table, as far as like fandom to Star Wars. Right, exactly. (laughs) So don't automatically just expect like blind love and devotion to this because it's a Star Wars thing. That is not the case. We are definitely mixed up here (laughs) in terms of our uh, opinions of it. But the one thing we do all agree is that so far is that Mandalorian is just knocking out of the park. Mm-hmm. Kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. Now, the first season, I mean, granted, there's times it might have been a little bit slow because it has to establish True. where it's going. Uh, but a couple other questions I have for you guys here is, one, were you at all like let down or disappointed that it didn't immediately pick up with some of the uh, plot points that the first season left off on like everybody wants to know what's up with Moff Gideon. Yeah. I he's coming. I know he's coming. I think they're going to have to build up to it just like everything else. It was a different story every single episode of him traveling to these different worlds and it all catches up at the end. So I, I think it's I, coming. Yeah. And I think this was a good lead off like hey, you remember that we're an awesome show that's about action and all that kind of stuff as well as drama and stuff. I don't know. This was to me like a really good send off for the rest of the season. Okay, you know? so you didn't feel like okay, cuz I know there I've seen other people online already talking about it and some people kind of felt like oh, this shouldn't have this should have been more like a middle of this season kind of episode like, you know, the, uh, they left us with so many questions at the end of season 1 and you know, people want that instant answer kind of thing no i don't want that they wanted to see like moff gideon like pursuing them and all this stuff and for me personally i haven't rewatched the first season since we did our thing so if they picked up with that guy i would have been like oh i remember this guy but what did he do but now i'm like oh i remember how badass the show is so now i'm gonna go back (laughs) and rewatch the first season so it worked for you yeah for me okay well that's i mean me too i didn't i didn't feel that when i was reading people's comments i was like more like what Megan was saying. I was like, I think we'll get there. I don't need immediate answers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like the idea of him kind of going and doing other stuff. And yeah, trying to, he's preparing. And then at he the, knows he could just can't go after a Mandalorian like that. Yeah. It's set up for failure. He's got to go prepare himself. Exactly. And then it's going to come back around exactly. and shit's going to hit the fan. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Now. We're also getting to another thing I want to ask you about because we keep touching on it and hinting on it. So the very last scene of the episode before the credits is we see a person standing on a dune watching Mando and the child ride off on that speeder bike with that armor. And the guy turns around and it is very obviously, it, well, we... It is a clone offspring of Jango Fett because it that's his face. That's his whole thing, you know, that's played by that same actor. Mm. The obvious answer would be, oh, that's got to be Boba Fett because 
Boba Fett's face, you know, and everything. However, the thing to consider is that Boba Fett also shares a likeness with all the other clones that were around. Mm -hmm. You know, Fives, Captain Rex, all these other, you know, all these different people. Mm -hmm. So, do you think that there's a chance that could not be Boba Fett? Like, are we being led to believe, like, oh, that's got to be Boba Fett because there's the armor and now they're showing him and everything? Like, that's, or do you think that could possibly be some sort of misdirection where we're going to find out that, in fact, that's just some, like, leftover clone, you know? I hope it's a leftover clone because I find the leftover clones much more fascinating than Boba Fett himself. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's Boba Fett. It's an awful lot of lead up and teasing for us for it not to turn out to be Boba Fett. Right. My problem is this. It feels like for them to reveal that right at the beginning like that and just give that away. You know, it was one thing to show us the armor. Right. Mm -hmm. Like being like, dude, that's Boba Fett's stuff, you know, like, oh, but but then at the very end of the first episode to suddenly show like, oh, there's Boba Fett. It's like, well, fuck, that's a giveaway. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that's why I'm like, I can't decide if like that's legitimately supposed to be Boba Fett or are we being misled to think that because they set it all up. Maybe it's a clone and he's going to lead them to the real Boba Fett. Could be. You get both worlds. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because, you, be cool. you know, here, <laughs> here's the weird thing. Now, I'm all for, again, because I'm a fanboy, I'm all for seeing Boba Fett. I'm all for, I know they've been talking about that they're still going to do a Boba Fett series and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, if this is Boba Fett, it's going to launch from this. But I'm not as excited as I was a couple of years ago about a Boba Fett show and return because even though they're different characters and everything, Mandalorian has kind of filled that void for me. Okay. You know interesting. what I mean? Because I know how much you love Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh, of course. Wow, that's real interesting to hear. <laughs> I, I, But I'm not... Don't get me wrong. Of course, if they still say, oh, here's Boba Fett, I'm going to be excited about it. But I'm not going to have that same feeling of like, we need that story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm getting what I initially thought I would have wanted out of that, I'm getting a lot of that from The Mandalorian. So I will be very curious to see if they do go through with it and bring back Boba Fett, just what they're going to do with it. Because there's other characters that they're talking about bringing in uh, into The Mandalorian, like mm-hmm. Ahsoka Tano from The Clone Wars and stuff. Very popular character from The Clone Wars. Uh Everybody's been, you know, buzzing about her inclusion and stuff. So, I mean, and then they're talking about, oh, well, they're going to offshoot that. And I'm just like, okay, I don't know if we need. I don't want offshoots. Ten offshoots from The Mandalorian. I mean, they're talking about coming out with Kenobi. They're already working on Kenobi. That's going to rule the fucking world. (laughs) Because I'm Kenobi is my favorite Star Wars character of, of has been since I was a kid. And it's got Ewan McGregor, soul. <laughs> you know, like it could just be him be doing stupid one-liners and lightsaber tricks, and I'm like, I'm watching it. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I can't decide how I feel about the Boba Fett thing and if that's legitimately Boba. But I guess we'll see. We'll have to see what where they go with it. Mm-hmm. They keep teasing it. I'm assuming that was his 
boot and spur and everything we saw back in the first season after remember we kept getting them little teases mm-hmm. when he was on Tatooine when it's uh, a lot of teasing of Boba Fett yeah to not, not to pay off a, uh, right exactly so. yeah because I remember that first season like was that Boba Fett shadow it was Boba Fett shadow <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> and for somebody like me who's a big Star Wars nerd and loves all the little details and the little you know fan service stuff I got really excited when he landed back in Tatooine at uh, Pelimoto. <laughs> Hello, Moto. <laughs> How great would it have been if he got off the ship and said Hello, that? Hello, Moto. <laughs> People probably wouldn't even remember that now. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, played by Amy Sedaris, and she's great. She had some nice little light humor into things. Mm-hmm. But when she uh, calls for her R5 droid, now, there's a lot of R5 droids out there. Like, there's a lot of R2s. You know, they're not just all R2-D2. There's there's tons of them. But when that R5 droid comes rolling up, and they did a nice little shot of it from behind, and you could see the top of the R5 unit, and you notice that that one panel is all splotchy and burnt and everything. And that's because that's fucking R5-D4 from A New Hope. When he had a bad motivator. Oh, is it? Yeah, when he blew out. And he says, Uncle Owen, this unit's got a bad motivator. That was mm-hmm. R5-D4 and everything. So he wound up with Pelimoto and everything. I mean, I'm assuming. I haven't read anything that says that's for sure R5-D4. Dude, it's fucking R5-D4. <laughs> and that was really exciting to me because I love R5-D4. I have every R5-D4 toy under the sun. <laughs> I think I literally have every R5-D5. <laughs> R5-D4 toy that they've ever made. I like the droids, man. You do love your droids. droids. You know, Power Droid, R5-D4, all the 88, EV-99, all those motherfuckers. I love them all. (laughs) Anyway, so like things like that or having a Weequay working at the bar there in the the town and everything, seeing Weequay, you know him from uh, Jabba's Palace and the Sail Barge and all that stuff. All those little things like that, I'm like, see... That's that's a thing and and we can I can wrap up my thoughts on this is that I said it before when we talked about the first season and this one just kind of solidified it because I was I wasn't you never know when it goes to second season. Mm -hmm. It's like first season's great. Second season. It's popular now. Can they totally blow it? Start making it all stupid. You know, it's like. Attack of the Clones style or something. It's not that bad of a movie, man. Oh, God. (laughs) I like it. They love Attack of the Clones. Can you... Okay. Anyway. This is a drag. Oh, my God. Wow. Anyway. They could have gone more that route, and they didn't. They they kept on with the formula, doing it right, and even more so. The thing that is great to me about The Mandalorian is that it feels like Star Wars. It does. I agree. And you can't say that, even though I've defended some of the other things that in Star Wars that people have said, ah, I didn't care for this, I didn't care for that. You know, Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi, various things that have happened, and people argue and say well the problem is is a lot of things just don't feel like star wars and i have to begrudgingly admit like yeah i still enjoyed it but yeah i could see it doesn't quite have that star wars feel to it mandalorian feels like star wars Mm -hmm. the way it looks the way it's paced because it is a little slow at times like classic old star wars was. 
you know, there are periods where it's just music and there's almost no dialogue and you're just look and I, I know that goes counter to a lot of things that how they're made and received nowadays. But to me, that's what makes Star Wars work. Practical creatures with a little bit of CG in, the, in there. Humor, silly little humor. Like, I don't mind the goofy little pit droids bonking around and stuff when they were trying <laughs> to work on the ship, even though those yeah. are technically, you know, more something you'd find in the Phantom Menace and everything. The way they used it mixed with the other stuff, I'm like... It works. Yes. It all works together. I loved how Mando's kind of growing as well, because when they... He landed there, and the droids come to work on. I see. She's like, "No, no, no, no droids." He doesn't like droids. He's like, "Yeah, they're okay." She's like, "All right, he likes droids now. Go ahead." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they've shown him grow so much as a character already, mm-hmm. from where he was at in the beginning to now. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. I cannot wait for more. The episode ends. It's like, I, I no, I'm not ready. It needs to keep going. <laughs> And I'm loving the artwork again at the yeah, end. Yeah, yes. so good. It's so amazing. We talked about that also when we talked about the first season. Those those closing credits uh, artwork is just perfect. It's And that too, even that's a little different. We've never seen anything like that in a Star Wars movie or anything. But you watch it and you're like, God, that's perfect. Like that's just the perfect way to wrap up the episode. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like taking you back through key scenes and that artwork is just done so freaking yeah, it's well. it's really cool. And I've talked about it on our other shows before, but they just recently came out with Star Wars Black Series carded figures that they call the Credit Collection. And the artwork on the card and even the deco of the figures themselves is done to look like that closing credit artwork and just to just They're as really a testament. Cool yeah, exactly. Just as a testament how awesome that artwork is. They actually made figures specifically for that and uh plug in that (laughs) but with that i think you know i think that's that's all we really got to say about it folks we want to hear from you what did you think of the episode uh what were your favorite parts did you agree with us about what we liked and there wasn't really anything we disliked i can't Mm -mm, i can't think of anything you know i mean we besides the banthas dying yeah that was a (laughs) bummer you know but I mean, we will, if there's things we don't like, we're definitely going to bring it up. You know, mm-hmm. we're not just going to automatically love it all. But, uh, yeah, this episode, man, I was I watched this episode, what, three times? Have you really? Jesus. Wow. It <laughs> that doesn't times. surprise me, actually. Well, the things, the nice thing about it is they're, they're digestible. easily digestible. It's not like it's a two-hour movie, you know? It's short and interesting and yeah and there's so many little things i want to catch it especially if we're going to talk about it here Mm -hmm. you know so yep i watched it three times and it was really good excellent outstanding superb (laughs) and we're going to be right back in a few days you will see if you like this let us know subscribe like share comment all that stuff uh but we will be back in a few days with our retrospective uh discussion of episode number two yes we will and uh with that may the force be with you this is the way what way our way (laughs) (laughs) my way or the highway (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh life is a highway Vito. i want to ride it all night long god all right we're out of here we're done we'll be back (laughs) soon with episode two see ya bye